Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of a personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. And this particular episode, I have Paul Kotman with me. Paul is a digital, let me say, an SEO expert. Paul, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here, Bernard. Paul, listeners would like to know who Paul Kotman is. Not a short man, but a long man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, as we were discussing, my last name in German means short man, uh, but I'm six foot tall, so short, I guess, is a relative term. Uh, I have been, I'm originally, well, my degree is in something else, but uh, it's actually in Bible studies, so I know how to study the Bible, but I was an IT guy for 12 years, um, so I prefer to call myself a certified nerd. And then uh, had a big mouth while I was working for a marketing agency, told the SEO guys they weren't doing it right, and they said, fine, you do it. <laughs> Long story short, I built a uh, four-person team. with I built an entire department within a traditional marketing agency around digital marketing and uh, then decided to step out and do that on my own. And so seven years ago, I started my first business uh, called Connects Digital Marketing, and um yeah, still running that, still bringing, you know, the bread and butter, and uh, it's afforded our family to live a different lifestyle. I have a wife and four kids, and we're from the U.S., but we're currently residents in Mexico, so uh, just enjoying a different culture and the ability to travel. Oh, interesting. Now, based on how you got discovered and got into digital markets, and as that, yeah, Let's say it was just by an accident, but you helped, you were able to develop a career out of that. Um, let's look at it, um, how people get discovered and in life with a passion purpose. It's something that you found you could do and it's now become uh, a livelihood for you. How does that matter with, with one's purpose in life? I like how you asked that because... A lot of people will say, wow, I want to model what you did and, and do it again. And it's like, I, you know, like my story is, is unique. It, the stars aligned and things just happened. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the principles behind it is uh, I remember for years talking to my wife about I wanted to start a business and I wanted to start a business. And I was just really passionate about, um, you know, business concepts in general. And so, you know, I was sticking my nose in places and, and the current owner of the owner of that business that I was employed in while I was an IT nerd, just before I told the guys they were doing it wrong, um, you know, he kind of took me under his wing and showed me the ropes and helped me understand how to make, you know, business justifications for things. And, and uh, I learned so much while there and just was able to, when I discovered that okay and then and then the four years of building that department there that was part of it was me discovering my career my ability my skill set to uh translate you know the nerdy side into human speak uh and so that you know bled into digital marketing quite well which you know was a new uh 
um, I don't know, a new form of marketing. And so a lot of uh, traditional marketers were coming to me and saying, how do we do this? This doesn't make sense and all this. And my brain was all digital and all nerdy and technological. And so I was able to translate it because I um, seemed to have an ability to communicate. And uh, so it just kind of worked out. And, it, you know, it was, it was a passion that came about that I had no idea. I thought I just loved teaching people how to use computers. But I found out even more that I love business and teaching people how to use technology to succeed in business. Wow. So you love teaching people how to use technology to succeed in business. Uh, let me let me push you this way. How have you used that to help churches or pastors or ministers to push the gospel? Yeah, that <laughs> that has not happened. Um, I've found that the 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 church in general is fairly close-minded to technology uh. and. Uh, um, and marketing itself is is a dirty term. So um, I have worked with a church to market their, um, you know, their, they had a Christmas concert and uh, they wanted to sell it out. And we were able to get, you know, they went from zero to uh, we got 75% of their percent of their seats sold. Wow. Uh, but they were all talking about this being a... Um, you know, a gospel, you know, reaching out to those who don't know Christ and all that. And when it came down to it, we did a, a postmortem on it afterwards and found out that everybody who was in there was a professing Christian. Mm. And so I just kind of went, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it just it's a it's a completely different concept when you talk about spiritual matters uh, mm. to bring all this in. However, I can talk to a lot of missionaries and I do quite often about how to use email marketing and how to use these digital tools that are out there to keep their base uh, informed, motivated, and passionate. And so, like, a lot of times I can talk about it as a business concept um, and let them translate it into, you know, uh, their spiritual realm that they're working with. Great. And, Paul, let's delve into our, our subject for today. We're looking at how you can help SMEs to use digital SUs to position and boost your brands? Yeah, there's lots of ways. And I work with a lot of people who are, um, you know, some of my customers are SMEs. Um, some, um, I work with a lot of startups. And so oftentimes I'm coaching people on how to take these first steps and what to do. And um, some of the things that I want to just kind of talk about first off is... Mm -hmm. Look at your product and your service that you're providing, the value that you're providing to the economy. What is it that people are really paying you for, and what is it that's impacting their business or their lives? So, for example, the bakery down the street, um, they're not pushing to me flour and sugar and salt in a cool mixture. They're pushing to me satisfaction and a positive taste, uh, or they should be pushing to me... Um, you know, that I will be healthy and will enjoy myself while I'm there, uh, you know, whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe it's I'm saving money and, you know, getting more artisanal, whatever. So if you think of that, that's the first thing you need to think of when you're when you're dealing with your brand and with marketing is what is the true value that I'm offering? You also then need to consider your target. Who's my target? And I don't mean you know, males between 45 and 80 or anything like that, not demographics, but 
uh, more sociographics of like, where do they spend their time? What are they searching for? What's on their mind? Uh, how busy are they? Are they, do they live in the country or do they live in the city? Are they well traveled? What, you know, put yourself in their shoes and what's in their mind. And then the third thing that comes out of that, and this is where we actually get into, you know, more practical mm-hmm. concepts of marketing, because yes, you have to know your value proposition. You have to know your target audience, but then you have to bring that value proposition to your target audience. And in order to do that, um, you need to look at, are they actively seeking to solve a problem that you solve or is it more of a passive thing? So for example, um, I wanted to replace my wallet. And so I actively searched for what is the best wallet? What, what sort of things should I consider? What are my options out there? And so in that case, I was an active <laughs> seeker of, you know, a replacement wallet. Um, however, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not actively seeking a new belt, mm-hmm. but you could put a belt in front of me. Um, the belt I have is just fine, but you could put a belt in front of me and easily convince me to switch belts or to, to buy that belt. Um, and so, you know, you could do the same thing with a wallet. It's just more along the lines of where are your, your target audience? Are they actively seeking your product or your service? Or is it more passive? Um, probably some of the more passive ones are, you know, things that improve their value, their life, but they wouldn't consider it before they knew it was an option. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. So what about if you get people who desire your product and service, but they are not in the active mode of purchasing? They are passive. How do you then use social to come at them to sales? You know, they, they, they like the thing, but they are not actively des- desiring. Like, how many people will be searching for wallets per week a day? And I sell wallet belts and leather products. How do I use social to reach out to them? Yeah, well, there's one of the things is you also then have to look at a purchasing cycle. So, um, if they're if they're just doing research and they don't have their credit card out, or if they're doing research with their credit card out. Uh, and some of that you just have to look at user behavior. Some of it you have to actually find your target audience and ask them these questions, like how much time do you spend researching uh, before buying, etc. Who do you talk to? Where did you look? That sort of thing. But generally speaking, um, you need to be, you know, in Google towards the top. You also need to be on review sites for your product or services. So if somebody's talking about the best wallet. Uh, okay, you need to approach that blogger, offer them a free wallet and say, hey, I'd love if you could add us to your list, uh, you know, and try to get, that's going to help you on the SEO side, but it's also going to help because they're ranking and they're telling your target audience who's the best and you want to make sure that you're at least included in that space, uh, you know, for them to say, well, I've never purchased one of these wallets before, but they did send me a free one. It looks great. You could give them a check. You know, you could give them a try. At least now you're on the list that people are researching. All right. So, Paul, we're looking at how we can, uh, as a means, we can use digital to position our brands and business on- online. You mentioned some few strategies. Are there any more strategies to look at to help brands or marketers use social media or digital to position 
and boost their brands? Well, I, I like to, I mean, there's lots of different things that they can do, mm-hmm. but I like to look at it as three different services for traffic generation, mm-hmm. um, and that would be organic search, paid advertising, or organic social media. Um, and yeah. I say organic social media because paid advertising is typically used on social media. So one of the best traffic generators right now is Facebook ads. And so you could say that's social media, but you don't even need uh, to be active on social media to run Facebook ads well, and uh, to be driving well, traffic. Well, let's pick that slowly. Delve deeper into that, how you could use organic social media and using a paid ads, as you mentioned, that you don't even need to be actively on social media to even gain from that. Yeah, um, so Facebook has a minimum ad spend of $5 a day. So if you look at that as $150 uh, for a month, um, you don't, you know, you do need a Facebook page, but you don't need to have a lot of likers or a lot of fans. Um, you simply just need to have the Facebook page so that it's coming, the ad is coming from that Facebook page. Mm. And then you target people based on their interests. Now, Facebook is really a great platform for people who are passively, uh, they're not even actively searching. They're just passively interested in your product or service. Uh, because you can target people based on their lifestyle based on their interests, what they've already clicked like on. We talked about spiritual matters, uh, you know, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. If somebody clicks, I like the Bible, I like Jesus, I like going to church, whatever, stuff like that, you can target those folks. You could also do the same for anybody who's interested in um, Apple computers. Well, if they're interested in Apple computers, they tend to like, you know, they tend to spend more money for products uh, as long as they believe that they work better or that they're beautiful, mm-hmm. not just functional. And so, you know, like you can try and find your audience by looking at their interests uh, and, and try to find out what similar interests they have. So if I had a wallet that I was going to sell and it's a pricier wallet, it's not a wallet you're going to find at Walmart, but uh, it's, you know, it's got some class to it, it's got some backstory, I would definitely, you know, find Apple users, I would find, you know, and then other um, brands that would be more, uh, you know, you could look at television shows or movies or things that people that have a little bit of a higher taste or something, so like, you could even go for TED or TEDx, mm. uh, if you're not familiar with those, but those are you know, topical talks about uh, high-level thinking stuff. Uh, you could go for Tesla, you know, these sort of products and say, okay, anybody who likes Tesla, Apple, TED, or TEDx, I want my ad to show up in front of them showing how beautiful this wallet is. It's handcrafted, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they would be more likely to click for a cheaper price and get to my website, which should be, essentially a sales pitch of you really want this wallet and here's why um, so yeah that's kind of a a short strategy around getting traffic through paid ads mm. on facebook okay so it means eventually one one will still need a website or a landing page to be able to 
uh, get the best out of that. A hundred percent. You you know you can you can go cheap. You can get a Wix page, W-I-X. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to WordPress.com. You can even go, and I would recommend going to Unbounce.com. Mm-hmm. That's U-N, the word Bounce.com. And I don't recall if they still offer this, but uh, originally they had a free tier that if you're driving less than 500 people per month, you could use their landing pages for free. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity because at $150 of, you know, advertising on Facebook, if you got 500 people, you're doing absolutely everything crystal clear and correct. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd highly doubt that you'd get more than 100, 150 people, uh, especially just t- trying it out, testing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you're under that threshold for unbounce. So you get their free art, their free um, account, uh, and then tie it in with Mailchimp, which also offers a free account. So you're collecting email addresses, and on Unbounce, you just you know you're making sure that you're getting email addresses of those who are interested. Um, and this is all like you can do this on the dirt cheap, completely dirt cheap. You wouldn't even have to spend a dollar, sort of thing. You got Unbounce, you got Mailchimp. Uh, and then you connect up, you know, essentially you connect up PayPal and you say, I'll send you a PayPal invoice that then they pay and you ship out the product. Uh, so, you know, oh. there's ways to do this without an actual website mm-hmm. that has all of these pieces hooked together. However, you can do it fairly simply on Squarespace or Wix or, you know, other uh, Shopify. If you're going to sell physical products, Shopify would be awesome. Uh, you set it up, it's $19 a month. Uh, you know, chump change when you're talking business, ex- business expenses. And, you know, you start selling products via that. You drive people from a platform, whether that's, you know, using paid ads, whether that's a website out there or Facebook or Google search or Bing search. You drive them to that website or landing page, which then converts them to either giving you their email address or making a purchase. I mean, you know, we're talking to a really broad stroke audience here. And so some of them may be selling products, some services, some have long sales cycles, some have short ones like instant gratification. Um, and so there's other platforms like to consider eBay, Etsy, uh, Amazon, and how you can sell your products or services or whatever it is that you're selling. But uh, the long and short of it is, um, paid ads are one source of traffic, uh, and in that in that bucket, the best one that's working right now is Facebook ads. Oh, but yeah. you have to remember that is for people who are not actively seeking your product. Mm-hmm. If somebody's actively seeking your product and you want to get in front of them when they're searching for slim wallet design or you know raw leather wallets or something, whatever it might be that is your keywords, then Google Ads is totally your place. That's just kind of the initial foray into this. Okay, so if you're not looking for active buyers per se and want to gradually build a, a base for that, it means you need to use Facebook ads and with your website or landing page to be able to get that. Now, are you of the school of thought of the class? We are yet to get to SU and all that. That, that the thing that 
because of social media, um, websites are dead now. <laughs> wow, I've never heard it asked that way. Um, no, websites are not dead. Uh, never will be. Um, there's, uh, it would be like saying, um, because there's cell phones, there's no need for computers. It's like, well, yeah, I get it that a cell phone, you know, a smartphone is technically a computer, but, um, you know, they offer very different functions and very different purposes. Uh, yes, there are some huge companies that allow you to purchase products right through Twitter. Uh, okay, sure, yeah, that's, that's available. But 99% of things that are purchased are done via websites. That are purchased online are done via websites. Uh, Amazon being the juggernaut in that market. Uh, but if you look at that, Amazon doesn't even have it where, you know, you go to Pinterest and purchase from Amazon. Why? Because you're, you're looking at the Amazon page about that product. You're looking at reviews. You're looking at details. You're looking at, you know, how long is it going to take to get here? And is this the right product or are there recommended other products that I should go look at? And so that's how us humans think when we go to shop is comparisons, reviews or testimonials, mm. success stories, case studies. Um, and, and we want to know, you know, what is it going to take for me to receive delivery of this product or service? Uh, and, and what's the total price? So, that can't be answered very well over social media. That is definitely where a, a website or a landing page offers that information. Uh, I don't ever see social media being able to offer that unless they start taking in more what I would call Amazon product page-like functions into social media, and that, that's not happening yet. Mm, okay. Good to hear your perspective on that and making it clear to listeners. <laughs> and, you know, social media has a great place. Like, we talked about ads on social media, specifically Facebook. Um, but organic traffic from social media can be an incredible driver of sales or just in general traffic. The thing that you need to know is, like, I know experts at driving traffic from Pinterest. I know experts at driving traffic from Instagram. I know experts from, you know, Twitter or experts from YouTube. Everybody seems to have like their own special niche that mm. brings them the most amount of traffic. And there's a couple of crossroads as to why that is. Say, for example, YouTube. Well, that person creates entertaining quality videos and doesn't think twice about it. It's super easy for them to do. Okay, well, you know, maybe Instagram wouldn't work as well on the creation side for them. Like, they do it, but it just doesn't convey the right message because it's not a full-fledged video. It's only 15 seconds or whatever, and so they just can't seem to get, the you know, their flow going, whereas on YouTube they can. That's part of it. The other part of it is... Uh, their audience, maybe their audience prefers YouTube, prefers the educational and entertainment aspect of it. Um, you know, whatever the case might be, they struck gold there with YouTube. Might be able to repeat it again? Probably not. Um, but yet YouTube is a huge traffic generator for them. Uh, you know, and so, like, there, I, 
you name the network, I can give you the name of a person who's really passionate that that is the only way to get traffic, and it gets amazing amounts of traffic. And I, I look at it and say they're all in very different markets. They're all very different personalities, and sometimes there's serendipity at play of where mm. they just happen to be the right person at the right time. Um, I know a guy on Instagram who has, you know, 80,000 followers, and it's about heavy equipment. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Instagram, heavy equipment? Like, how does that work? Mm. He takes beautiful shots, and... It's some, most of them are staged, but he has an eye for it. And he's just mm. like, oh, everybody's got to be here. You know, you can't do anything else <laughs> other than Instagram. And it's like, well, maybe, but who would have thought that heavy equipment operators are on Instagram? Yeah. Um, but the thing is that they really appreciate uh, what I call a big boy sandbox done really well. They appreciate the beauty in that. And so, uh, it works, and it's not something like a video. They just don't have the time for that. Uh, so, you know, consider your audience, consider the platform, consider what you could do to drive traffic from that platform, and try it. And if it doesn't work, either you didn't do it right, or the timing was wrong, or frankly, your audience isn't there. Mm. And so a lot of people will beat themselves up that they're not doing it right, but they also do need to remember that Maybe their audience isn't there, and they need to look at their competition and find out what network they're using and if that's really successful for them or not. Uh, sometimes you can be really surprised at, because you can't know the numbers behind it, but you're like, okay, so they're really active on Twitter, but you find out that that's not their traffic driver, that's just their creative outlet, and that you know Pinterest is driving all of their traffic. So... Just because somebody's really active on a network doesn't mean that that's the best place or driving the most amount of traffic for them. They may be just like you, trying it, trying to make things work, and, you know, they're not saying, hey, Twitter's not generating any traffic for me. They're not telling you at all because you can't see that, um, but you can see them trying. And so, um, yeah, I just, I guess what I would say is look for engagement and interaction uh, comments, likes, thumbs ups, reshares, repins, um, stuff like that to be able to say, okay, they're getting a lot of engagement here, therefore they must be getting a lot of traffic from that. Mm. So, Paul, what, give, give us a few pointers. I mean, someone listening now wants to use social to help boost his business or brand online, and maybe I've tried Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and I think I, I don't seem to get attraction I need. What are some few pointers to help me discover which platform will be the best for my audience based on my products and services? What are some few pointers to know? Whether Pinterest is the best, Twitter, uh, let us get some few guidelines. It depends on how visual your product is. So, um, you know, if people can understand your product or service just by looking at a picture of it, then you definitely want to be over at Pinterest and uh, Instagram. Um, but if, you know, if you're product is something that needs a little bit more explaining uh facebook and twitter and youtube would be good places uh youtube can cover so many different things it is by by far and away the second largest search engine in the world online so there's google and then there's youtube oh by the way youtube happens to be owned by google but anyways (laughs) the 
you know, if you, if people are actively searching for solutions to a problem that you have that solution, they will be searching on YouTube, chances are, and so it would be a great place to be there. Uh, by far and away, YouTube is the best at search when it comes to social media. Um, but, you know, so I guess where I would start is look at what you have as an entrepreneur, as an individual, what you have the inclination for. Um, and does your audience have that same inclination or this, the inclination for the same network? So if you already have a personal following on um, Instagram and you're like, okay, I want to do this for my business, chances are you'll be better at that than you will be at Twitter out of the gate because you already know how Instagram works. You know what's beautiful on Instagram. And so you can create similar content for your brand and uh, for your business and be able to engage and, and use that network faster and better than you could on Twitter because you already have experience with it. You already have knowledge and uh, insight into it. So the first thing I always say is start with something that you're passionate about or have experience with when you're looking at all the social networks and stick to one, maybe two, but <laughs> stick to one to see because you want to stay engaged, you want to stay active, you want to stay on top of it and see if you, what it would take. And by the way, you do any search like this, like, how to build my Instagram following, how to build my YouTube following. You'll get all these free PDFs that you get to download. They basically all say the same thing. <laughs> but you can glean a bunch of information um, from blogs and PDFs and be able to say, okay, here's my strategy for building my Twitter following. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, there are tools out there, or I can do it for free myself. And then you just um, you go out and you do it, and you give your heart and soul and mind into that one network uh, until you're proven wrong, until it's proven to you that, listen, this other network would be better, or um, you're just not getting any traffic whatsoever. And then you switch tactics and test it out. And I usually go, you know, you'd have to hit a certain level, and the, these numbers all depend on lots of different factors, who your competition is, how big your audience is, that sort of thing. But, you know, if you have... A thousand followers and you are constantly putting out content for a good solid three months and you're getting minimal to no traffic whatsoever mm -hmm. um, then it, then you've put a valid effort into this and now you can look at going somewhere else yeah. and saying okay what other network might be better for me it, it means that there are no silver bullets and um, it always requires <laughs> work to be done you know on your part mm-hmm now let's go friends who think uh, I can't go this long route. I can't that uh, I need to hire a third party organization to get this running for me. What what are, what are your advice in that approach as well, sir? Oh wow, I've sat on so many sides of this table. I can't even start to answer the question <laughs> because um, there are philosophies of don't ever give your social media out to you know an intern. Yeah, don't yeah, hire a yeah. third-party service because they don't know you or your brand as well. Um, but then, by the way, we do um, manage social media accounts for some of our clients, and we have for all seven years that we've been around. So um, it's it's something on one side of the mouth I can say, yeah, don't do that. 
But out of the other side, I can say, yet we do all the time. I do it myself. I have staff who manage my social media accounts for me. Um, I have, um, you know, I bring on interns to handle a specific account that they might be really good at. And, uh, and we try to go from there. I feel that I can convey, and this is how I work. I'm much more of a delegator. Mm. I personally can convey the brand, the ideals, the target, um, you know, everything around the business to anyone. And that person then needs to translate that to a specific network. It is really possible to do that. However, if you don't have the money, if you don't know of somebody, if you have trust issues, or if you've been burned in the past, I totally understand doing it yourself. Um, but what you would need to do is set up some sort of system. There are great tools out there, depending on the platform that you're using. Uh, Tailwind is one of them, and, and then Edgar. Um, so I think it's meetedgar or getedgar.com. Um, or teamedgar.com. I'm not sure which one of those, but, um, these are tools. Many people know of Buffer. Uh, I don't yeah. use it or like it as much as I used to. Um, but there are these tools out there that enable you to build a library of content that then keeps your social media active and alive. So if you take one hour a week to fill that buffer or to fill that library, to schedule posts, set it up, and away you go, uh, then the rest of your week can be much more about engaging with people and, uh, you know, interacting with them, building your following, doing other things. The thing I like about social media is if you do it right, if you set yourself up to have content steadily going out, that you can quite literally on a 10-minute bus ride or subway ride or, um, you know, sitting in traffic and you're, you know, not driving... Uh, you can, you know, pull out your phone, engage, interact, spend five minutes on it, and it's a productive five minutes. Those ten minutes while you're sitting in bed trying to fall asleep or whatever, staring at your phone, you can actually engage on a business side social media, and it's productive engagement. It's productive content. Uh, you're actually providing value for your business moving forward. So I would say... Um, you know, it's definitely a, a very good way, if you set it up right, it's a good way to spend five, ten minutes here or there uh, to keep the ball moving down the, the road. I'm often contemplating my phone and how I can use it to bring in more sales. Mm. And the short answer to that is be more active on social media in the appropriate channels, in the appropriate ways. Um, oh. And that will... You know, five minutes here, ten minutes there, you're going to be uh, rewarded for that through traffic or recognition. Amazing. So, Paul, with, Paul, with this, I want you to give listeners your what I call Paul's best practices on using social media to boost your brand. Ah, my best practices yeah. are... Um, Create content, create a library of content that steadily mm. goes out so that you're active at least once a day. Um, you know, depending on the network, maybe LinkedIn, it's once a week. But you have that appearance of 
being active, and then make sure that you have some sort of notifications turned on uh, so that if somebody does respond, that you can respond to them. If somebody does reach out, that you're reaching out to them. And then pick one network and focus on that as um, trying to build your audience there and trying to drive traffic to a website or trying to drive them to whatever is the next step in your funnel, whether that's an email address that they sign up for or give to you or, you know, making a purchase or calling you on the phone or whatever the case is. Try one network and see what you can do to uh, move them down the funnel to take the next step. Uh, and so that's my best practices. Uh, as far as like outsourcing or insourcing, doing it yourself or whatnot, um, it really depends on your staff, your skill level, and your desire. Um, so you have to decide that. Okay, Paul, before we run out, uh, I always ask, what would be your billion dollar advice to the world? Your billion dollar advice. Ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> My billion dollar advice to the world uh, would be find something that people are willing to pay money for that you can reproduce in a systematic way. Uh, that's kind of what McDonald's is and what most franchises are, is that they're selling convenience and food. Um, but, uh, you know, find a value, find a product or service that has value that people are willing to pay for and then systematize it so it's not requiring you to actually deliver that product or that service or technically that value. Uh, and then you can scale that and grow that to actually make a billion dollars. Wow. Amazing. Thanks, Paul. Paul, where can one get in touch with you and the services your company or firm offers? So let's, let's know the services you offer and how listeners can get in touch with you. Yeah, so you can reach me at, uh, well, our website is connectsdigitalmarketing.com, so that's C-O-N-N-E-X, the word digital, word marketing.com. Uh, and then obviously I'm Paul at connectsdigitalmarketing.com. We're on all the socials, we're testing different networks out, figuring things out. Uh, the quickest way, uh, I prefer Twitter, it's my personal network, uh, and so connectsdm on Twitter, C-O-N-N-E-X-D-M on Twitter uh, will get us pretty fast. But then, um, yeah, we offer two productized services. So services where we've built an entire system around what works, no matter the business size, no matter the, the vertical that the business is in, and it's how to uh, increase your rankings in SEO and drive more traffic through Google and Bing. Uh, the other one is how to drive more traffic through paid advertising. And so these are our two productized services that we offer, starting at uh, $500 a month or $600 a month. Uh, and uh, that gets you in the door to start seeing what kind of traffic we can generate for you and how we can long-term uh, set you up for a lot of success. Uh, the website again. C-O-N-N-E-X, that's connects, digitalmarketing.com connectsdigitalmarketing.com right well I think the next time we look at SEO and let's see how that is changing the world of online business 
<laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, everybody in the SEO world always claims, oh, SEO's dead. Google made a change. Yeah. You shouldn't do SEO anymore. I've got a lot to say about that. So we'll check in on that next time. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Paul, for your time. Right. And I'm being grateful for this section. Well, thank you, Bernard. Thanks for having me. Right, it's a pleasure I treasure. All right, great. So at this time, I want to introduce my books to you. Go to Amazon.com and search for Bernard Kelvin Clive or search for the book Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. I have a collection of personal branding and corporate branding books. So you go to www.amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin. Get a list of all the 30 plus books I have. So just tell a friend, tell a friend and get a copy for your company, your family, individuals. And leave me a review on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin. The best is yours.